my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic day today, and be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all, including the product of the week, the one and only cinnamon extract fuel burner. Excellent product for blood sugar, really helps to stabilize and maintain healthy glucose metabolism, and of course, can actually help you burn body fat as well if used in conjunction with a clean diet. So be sure to check that out as product of the week on the front page of the website and vote for what you want to see when tomorrow. Looks like the vitamin C and the HGH stimulate are going back and forth on the votes, so vote for what you want to see when. And the first thing I wanted to bring up is Dad had sent me a video yesterday, and it was interesting because I had also had a friend of mine that I had a discussion with and they were asking me because they've pretty much completely boycotted Disney World now and they were asking me and they said how far do you think the individuals that are pretty much running the show are going to attempt to brainwash control and pretty much manipulate the children and I said they're going to attempt to take it as far as you let them and I said as we have seen now There are no limits or restrictions on what they do. These people's religion is predatory at the very basis. Their their base religion is pure evil. When I say they, I'm talking about the pretty much the few hundred people behind the scenes that run the banks, run the corporations, run the pharmaceutical companies, and are pretty much running the deep state. It's not a lot of people. That's what the people fail to understand. There's not millions and millions and millions of people that are operating this show that we call (laughs) whatever this is now, this, this theater that we're watching. And so I said, the problem with it is, I said, they're very, very smart when it comes to manipulation. And I said, they've known for many times now, thousands of years now, if you look at the research, that controlling the children, you control the next generation. You control next generation, you control policy. And if you continue to control each generation from the bottom up from a very young age, you will continue to dissolve and manipulate the minds further and further and further, especially if you're dealing with a mindset and an ideology like, say, here in America that was based very much on Christian beliefs. And you know, people would say, oh, there was some stuff based on Freemasonry and stuff like that in the layout of Washington, D.C. and weird stuff. There's no question about that. There's some very strange things. But the overall basis principle of the vast majority of the United States was predominantly strong Christian believers, period. They all believed in Jesus Christ. And there was a reason why. The United States was able to become so successful through its ups and downs, even with the manipulation that was occurring behind the scenes, was because the children were raised and brought up to be little Americans. Now, there's a video that came out yesterday, and we'll post it on the website now, and it is another Disney special that has now come out, and blatantly it shows the children that were doing this Christmas Disney thing, and they came out with these signs. There was this big promotion appearing in a new series called Santa Claus on Disney+. Plus. And they come out and brought these little signs in each individual words to come out and say, we love you, Santa. Except the problem with it is a lot of people don't realize Santa and Satan are only two letters inverted. Instead of saying S-A-N-T-A on the letters, they ran out and had it say, we love you, Satan. Not joking. This is on Disney+. Plus. And it was apparently supposed to be like kind of a big whoopsie joke. Oh, we misspelled Santa and spelled Satan. Whoopsie, our mistake. We'll fix it real quick, except it wasn't a whoopsie. 
It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake. This is intentionally laid out this way because it was pre-recorded, and they knew exactly what they were going to release when they did it. Now, it's interesting to me, and I've had this issue before in the past with the topic of Santa, and a lot of times I just let it go because it's a topic that I don't want to cause a lot of parents' conflicts with their children on. But isn't it funny that Satan and Santa are only two letters inverted in the middle? The only other name you can come out of that are those two names out of that, those letters as far as pretty much to go together. And yet the same thing with Santa has been used to pretty much remove Jesus Christ from a lot of Christian elements in most houses and most families and most communities now where that's pretty much the only thing that gets brought up. Everything's about what's Santa going to bring you, even though it's a complete completely total made-up fallacy that people tell their kids. And now, again, I'm not going to be that guy running around telling five-year-olds that Santa's not real because I just that's not my place to do it. But I also do not sit there and pretend that my children believe in Santa because there is no useful purpose for a child to believe in a fake entity that runs around and brings a presence that does not exist. I'm pragmatic. I just don't, I don't think that's a positive element to start your children thinking for years to come. But when I saw this thing with Disney – and I saw them flip the letters over and say, we love you, Satan. And that's what I told my friend. I sent him the link to it, and I said, do you think there is any level that these individuals are going to stop when exposing the children to this? I said, Disney Plus is steeped in Satanism and pedophilia. I said they have been repeatedly busted with the Polk County Sheriff's Department with workers that are employees that work for Disney. Every single year, there are giant Bust that happen, and they bust 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 to 100 individuals all across Central Florida. That happens every year, documented in court proceedings and basically in prosecutions. And so you have to ask yourself, how long do you want to keep allowing your children to be exposed to that, and how long do you want to keep paying to have your children exposed to that? What we saw last week, and I brought it up briefly, and I haven't brought it up much more because everybody already covered it anyways, and pretty much anybody that was awake saw it was the Balenciaga photos that occurred for this this these young children's like four year old child holding these bears that are in full sexual bondage outfits and the papers that they had beside it and just pure perversion. Now I didn't know anything about Balenciaga before this occurred. I don't follow any a lot of this this style stuff, whatever they do. And once I did that I said, all they're doing, this was purposeful, powerful blatant symbolism designed to wag their finger in the face of the dumb consumer slave class. That's all it was. It was literally there intentionally to say, this is what we're doing to your children. This is how we're doing it. Ha, ha, ha. You don't even do anything about it, and we do it right in front of you. Child sex trafficking is one of the most prevalent, most horrific things, and one of the largest commodities, as sad as that is, on the black market in the United States, yet is a topic that rarely ever gets brought up. You have Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell who was doing this for a living through Mossad and the CIA across the entire globe, and yet we still have never heard about one single client in that black book. Not one. Maxwell took the fall for everything, which good riddance. I have no sympathy for her and what she was doing, but what about all the people that were engaging in it? <laughs> what about the people that are actually directly involved with these little children? Nothing. Zero. Not a peep, not a reference, not a topic. Why? 
because it's the very people that control the media, control big pharma, control big agra that are the ones that were involved on that blacklist, in my opinion, and multiple other people's opinion that had references to that. That's why it never got brought up because if you control the media, you can control what people are exposed to. If you control what people are exposed to, you can control what they think. Right now is a time more than ever that people have to be very aware of what their children be exposed to, and that means cartoons, that means movies, that means schooling, that means curriculums, that means other families and friends that they're around, and that also means how you are responding and acting in front of your children. Are you taking them to church every single week? Are you making sure they're exposed to Christ every single day? Are you praying with them every single day? These are all key crucial elements because what we do right now with our children is going to determine the fate of this country and the fate of what they're going to be left with in the next 10 to 15 years doesn't get any more clear cut than that what we saw with these photos with balenciaga what we just saw with disney plus they are going on a far out fishing expedition now to see how far they can test the waters to see what people are going to be okay with and to see how desensitized they can make people to this pure perversion and satanism in blatant form and see if people are going to accept it and not get upset about it and continue to give money to these companies that's all this is and so you now have the decision, the ball's in your court, checkmate to everybody in this country if people are going to sit back and idly sit by and say, this is totally normal, totally okay. My kids don't – it doesn't matter if they get exposed to that. I'm going to keep taking them to Disney. I'm going to keep paying for Disney+. Plus. I'm going to keep doing this and this and this with them because, well, it's just fun. Well, fun has its limits with me, and at a certain point in time, you have to decide whether or not fun is going to outpace responsibility of you being a Christian family that's my opinion on that, Dad. What do you think? Uh, well, the most important thing is to serve God and obey his commandments and be a Christian family. And, and you're absolutely right. My dad used to always tell me, he'd ask me, uh, Ted, can you tell me why Rome fell? And I said, well, yeah, because the barbarians, you know, invaded Rome. And he goes, well, not really. He said, that is what happened at the end. He said, but the reality of Rome falling is they stopped raising little Romans. And they stopped yep. putting their values first and start putting the, they stopped putting the Roman Empire first, et cetera, et cetera. Now, mind you, Rome was pretty decadent. I, gotta, I can't really promote Rome a whole lot. It was pretty filthy, pretty perverted because you know, this all started before Christ came. And so there was a lot of really weird stuff, including human sacrifice and all kinds of – the worst of all kinds of other entities and deities and demons. And this is what the New World Order wants. They want to put the Old World Order back into place. We've told you guys that hundreds of times. But the raising of children properly and taking them to church and praying with them every day, I can't over overemphasize that. It's critical. And the Bible says train up your children in the way they should go, and then when they are old, they will not depart from it. And this open thing you know, about worshiping Satan and et cetera, et cetera, it just it doesn't surprise me. Nothing surprises me. I mean if you watch that thing with Fantasia, that first – that big movie supposedly was so great that you know, Mickey was the sorcerer and all that kind of stuff. And they had that big thing at, you know, at MGM Studios about that or Hollywood Studios or whatever you call it. Uh, it, was, it was ridiculous. I mean it was so scary. The kids had to run out screaming and yelling when they first had the demon come out and flapping its wings. And so they had to change all of that stuff. I mean Disney's always been steeped in the occult. It's always been steeped in witchcraft. You already know that. Everybody knows that and so now they're just pulling the blinders off but now i will say one thing also we have the you know surf grady judd arrest people every year we see it in polk county and throughout central florida for the child trafficking and the child stuff they're looking on the internet they shouldn't be looking at but only a small percentage of that are disney employees and that doesn't mean there's any relation or relative association with those employees and disney the corporation doing any of that because there can be sick people at any organization doing weird things but i want to just kind of qualify that and give us a disclaimer on that on the show because 
this is not something that I believe is going to be endorsed by Disney at the lower worker level or even at the higher worker level. I don't know who in the world is doing all this stuff with these crazy signs, but the reality is they're in the process. You know, They've lost their Reedy Creek exemption. Governor DeSantis took care of that because they were promoting the grooming of children. We all know that's an absolute fact. And, and Governor DeSantis, you know, came against them and basically took their nonprofit status away and their own corporate status away as far as having their own, you know, city there as far as their stance, whatever. So that I'm really glad DeSantis did that, though I'm not 100 percent convinced that basically DeSantis is, you know, a person that we can completely trust also. By the way, a, a famous Christian university was founded as a Christian university, it was founded by the Methodists and the Quakers. Uh, it's um, it's um, it's it's sad. Duke University is probably preparing to publish a book describing Okay, I gotta say this. Anyhow, it's basically a book on. I'm just gonna promote. You know, it's it's basically it's it's basically it promotes sodomy, and it's just it's just ridiculous that this is actually happening, and it, and it's sad that this is something that they're gonna promote. I'm not gonna read it to you because it's too doggone offensive, and I have no interest in doing that. And I covered this in detail yesterday on the show. And I don't want to cover it again. Daily Mail just came out with an article. Said Russian billionaire 53 is killed in a helicopter crash near Monaco and latest crypto mystery death after another passenger canceled at the last minute. Can you imagine that he canceled at the last minute? Oh, real quick question. Here's a little interesting one. Remember JP Morgan and the gang 100 years ago with the Rothschild banking cartel with the Federal Reserve Bank? Remember that guy? He was a scheduled to be a guest on the Titanic. Not making this up. He was scheduled to be a guest on the Titanic. He just met with leaders of the Vatican canceled his reservation. He had like a penthouse suite and a bunch of other world leaders, including John Jacob Astor, the richest man in New York City, who was diametrically opposed to the formation of the Federal Reserve Bank, went on that Titanic adventure and basically was killed. It was the first time in naval history that people were not allowed to get on lifeboats. They were being sent out empty because they were told that women and children have to go first. That had never happened before. And the women did not want to leave their men. The men did not want to leave their women, and so what ended up happening, they went down on the ship together, including John Jacob Astor, who was supposedly prevented from even getting onto the ship by gunpoint. So a lot of people, a lot of people that were diametrically opposed, supposedly, to the Federal Reserve Bank, but no for certain John Jacob Astor was, died on that ship. And uh, think about it, though. J.P. Morgan, he didn't, he didn't get on the boat. He decided not to at the last minute, and yet he was basically going to be giving a jar, huge penthouse suite on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Do some research on that. You're going to find that I'm absolutely accurate on that. And so you have to ask yourself a question. Who sunk the Titanic? Why would a captain of that many years go into an iceberg field at full throttle in a boat that had triple screws, uh, triple triple propellers that could not turn very well? Full throttle into a doggone black void, you know, and, and with the moon out there that night. They see the Titanic. They see the iceberg. They can't turn the boat fast enough because of the triple screws. And it grazes the side, cuts all the watertight doors on that one side, and it lifts and starts to sink in that ice-cold, frigid water. You need, to read, you need to do some research on who in the world sank the Titanic and why it was sunk. And uh, it'll, uh, it'll rattle you a little bit. It really will. But John Jacob Astor wasn't allowed to go. There wasn't enough lifeboats on the boat, and they didn't have the emergency flares. They had, like, party flares they were sending up, and the boat went down. And uh, it's sad. That whole story was sad, but – I'm sure it was probably planned that way in my opinion, but again, that's my opinion. The Russian billionaire, 53, I'm going to start the story again. Lasher Black, or whatever his name is, too many, too many consonants. V-Y-A-C-H-E-S-L-A-V, Tehran. Uh, 53 died after the helicopter he was traveling and crashed near the resort town of Villefranche, sur mer after taking off from Switzerland. Mystery announced around his death as they crashed in good weather, and after another passenger was reportedly canceled at the last minute, Saran is the third cryptocurrency entrepreneur to die unexpectedly in recent weeks. Remember Cody Bryant? 
Kobe Bryant. Yep. It just comes days after businessman Tianta Kuyana, 30, died in his sleep suddenly and unexpectedly. Okay. So, you know, I, I watch all this stuff and I watch it happening and I start to realize that this cryptocurrency stuff is just a really weird situation for a lot of people who, quote unquote, become multi-billionaires in cryptocurrency. And suddenly they're dropping dead as the Federal Reserve Banks now and the New York Fed are starting to release their own version of cryptocurrency to bring us off of a dollar system into a digital currency age. So it's one of those things that we kind of sit back and we kind of look at it. And we go, hmm, I wonder if there's anything else in this or is there anything else that we need to talk about about this? And the reality is I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's just a weird situation. I don't like cryptocurrency. I've told you that for years on the show. I know a lot of you got involved in it. A lot of you made some money in it. And a lot of you guys have contacted me and you've lost some money in it. But I don't like things that are just digitized like that at all. By the way, this is another interesting story. Is, um, we'll be sacrificed for global standardization of systems. And, and I read through this and I thought this is uh, some stuff that was done by Rosie Corey. And she's passed away now too. Imagine that. And uh, let me just read you the story at a glance. Agenda 21 for the 21st century is the inventory and control plan for all land, water, minerals, plants, animals, construction, means of production, food, energy, information, education, and all human beings in the world. This roadback for global totalitarianism was agreed to by 179 nations, including the United States of America, at the 1992 Sustainable Development Conference in Brazil. Now, Barack Obama signed a whole bunch of executive orders giving the federal government control of all food, water production, and also fuel. Just thought I'd mention that. We have seen various facets of Agenda 21 being implemented throughout the last three years under the biosecurity and the COVID-19 pandemic, the new Green Deal, the Green Agenda, Build Back Better, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the transhumanistic environment, and the reset all further and facilitate the implementation of Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is based on the ideology of communitarianism, which argues an individual's right should be balanced against the rights of the community. Community, however, in the mind of the globalists is made up of non-governmental organizations, which are not elected, NGOs, corporations and governments, which are dicta to dictate what happens around the world. The people, the individual people like you and me are not part of the equation. Remember, this is one of the reasons that State Street, Vanguard and BlackRock are controlling now over 90 percent of the stock market. Because now these organizations have come in now, these investment houses, and they've controlled the markets now so they can pretty much do what they want as far as stock ownership and voting people on and off the boards. Sustainable development is not about recycling or making sure there's, not a, there's enough food and resources for everyone. It's about moving populations from rural and suburban areas into concentrated city centers where they and their use of resources can be monitored and controlled. This is why they have smart appliances. This is why they want to get you in 200 square feet. This is why they want to make sure that everybody's crunched into the corner so they can have their areas and their national parks for themselves. And so we need to realize who these folks are. You know, Rosa Corey, she was a district branch chief of the California Department of Transportation for nearly three decades. She passed away from pulmonary embolism and metastatic brain cancer, I'm sorry, lung cancer at the end of 2021. And she really exposed the real agenda of the United Nations 21, which was laid out during the Sustainable Development Conference. And what she's talking about in detail, she was adamant about this, is the most crucial topic of our time. Quote, the inventory control plan for all land, water, minerals, plants, animals, construction, means of production, food, energy, information, and all human beings in the world. This roadback for global control and domination, total global totalitarianism, was agreed to by 179 nations in, back in 1992. We have seen various facets of the agenda 2021 being implemented the last three years under at least this biosecurity stuff with COVID. 
And, and the, the reality is this. It's the plan for robbing the lower and middle classes of their wealth and turning the global population into slaves under a digital dictatorship where all resources are controlled from the top. It's globalization on steroids. And the greater the globalization, the fewer individual rights can, resi- can exist. Former prime minister of England, Margaret Thatcher, who I did seminars with, by the way, back in the 90s, but I did not meet her, once gave the grave warning. When the state does everything for you, it will soon take everything from you and will then have no basis for personal freedom, political freedom, or economic freedom. Community, quote, is not what you think it is. As explained by Corey, Agenda 21 is based on the ideology of communitarianism which argues that an individual's rights should be balanced against the rights of the community. We may agree with this, or at least in part, because we think of community as something that we're part of and have a responsibility to. However, the community in mind of the globalists is a construct made up of non-governmental organizations, corporations, and governments, which are to dictate what happens around the world. We as individuals, according to Corey, have no influence unless we are in agreement with it. If you dissent against the community, i.e., the NGOs, corporations, and government against communitarian law or communitarian social tactics, you'll be rejected and basically made an outcast. This ties right together with the Chinese social credit score. It ties right together with the vaccine passports. It ties right right together with the credit agencies that have been around now for 40, 50 years that tell you what your beacon score is. All of this stuff ties together whether you can buy utilities, electricity, buy groceries, where you can go as far as mass transit. If you can get on an airplane, look at TSA. Look at the blacklist. Look at the people who stood against what was going on with TSA as far as the x-ray machines or stood against TSA as far as the forced wearing of masks on airplanes and were put on a permanent no-fly list. This is in the United States, and we're talking thousands and thousands of people. It wasn't a few hundred people. It was thousands and thousands could no longer fly on airplanes and travel freely and unmolested on their way unless you comply with the state. I told you uh, last May I was out of you know, St. Louis. I'd flown out there to visit a friend of mine. And uh, Sharon was with me, and we were, I was having to go through the we, – our TSA pre-checks had expired because we hadn't flown in years. And I was forced to either go through an X-ray machine or to be groped. And I basically filed the charge on this guy who basically searched me for sexual assault. I told you guys that story. And uh, you know, but, but now I've got my TSA pre-check back. The last time I went through St. Louis, there was none of that stuff happening. It was absolutely awful. I was either going to submit or basically get groped. And this guy who I consider to be a pervert, he basically, you know, groped me. I mean, he really groped me. In fact, Sharon told me later, she was, I'm really surprised we got on the airplane and something didn't happen with this guy. And I said, well, I am too, but I just want to be on the no-fly list. But it's one of those stories that I tell you about because I stood my ground. I said, no, you're not putting me through x-rays. It's not going to happen. Not ever going to happen. So, guys, listen to me. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that we have to stand our ground, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. To train up our children in the way they should go so when they're old, they'll not depart from it. It tells us to have hope and faith and think on the good things. That's what we do on the show because he is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is an omnipresent God in which we have hope and power and authority and always rely on him. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again this morning. You're absolutely wonderful. Austin, go ahead. What's your next story, bud? Oh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that was the issue that we saw was that so many people just blindly complied with the mask and the planes and all that. And they turned around because they needed to travel and they had to go places. And I get it to some extent. A lot of times people are working out of business. But it came down to the question that I asked people. I said, well, where where is the limit that's drawn? 
there has there has to be some type of limit that you have set in your mind of how far you're going to allow something to go before you respond back. Right. That has to be in everybody's head. If it's not, then you need to reevaluate how you how you look at things, because if somebody says, well, I'm not going to I don't want to get in an altercation. If somebody has to do something, I'll just continue to let them do it. Where they pull a knife on you and they say, I'm going to stab you unless you give me everything you have. Are you going to comply? If they say, well, now I'm going to have you now that you've given me everything you have. Now I'm going to put you in your car and I'm going to take you out in the woods and I'm going to kill you. Okay, well, I, just, I don't want to have any issues. I want to come. I'll get in the car. I'll go out into the woods. I'll let you kill me. What line is drawn? And people say, well, that's a crazy analogy. No, it's really not. It's really not. Uh, people have been so beat down now and they've submitted so far that a lot of people will voluntarily go into their death knowing that they can do something about it, but they're paralyzed with fear and they don't want to have any conflict, so they refuse to do anything about it. You've seen that example in hundreds of cases all across the world for thousands of years in genocide where you have two, three, four hundred people that are marched out into a field by two or three guys that have machine guns and everybody stands there while they get machine gunned down. Now you already know you're getting shot. You already know you're going to get shot. You're walking out there. You know what's about to happen. But your normalcy bias has overtaken you with so much fear that you don't even consider the fact that most guns don't have more than a 30 round magazine and there's only a few guys standing out there and there's two, three, four hundred of them and that you're getting shot regardless. So why don't you have a full blown eruption on them? And you've seen that happen in certain cases. Now in China, they're having like full meltdowns in these cities. They're sending all these guys running around in all these uniforms, and these riot shields and videos have been popping up now. I mean, full blown fights in the middle of the street. And now the Chinese Communist Party has found that there's way too much information being leaked. And so they have now been literally dumping loads of spam porn on Twitter and other social media sites to cover up and bury any type of feeds of what's happening in China. The Chinese Communist Party is the epitome of evil and what they do to their people over there. That is exactly what they're trying to do to the United States slowly. For some odd reason, that concept has eluded a lot of people. I've had so many conversations with people when they're in, past and they, in the past, and they go, well, it's just a mask. It's just a shot. It's just a passport. It's just a lockdown. And I'm like, it's just a what? Just because you put it's just a in front of something – doesn't make it normal. Doesn't make it acceptable. You can put it's just a murder. Okay. Well, I mean, how far does the line go down? And that's what I want to convey to a lot of people. And I do a lot of times. And I've, I've, I think I've helped a lot of people understand that concept a little bit further. Where you know, where is your line going to be? Where people keep pushing you further and further and further into a hole to where you finally go, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. I mean, Chinese Communist Party. That is what happens when you allow yourself to be disarmed, when you allow a government to completely overtake you with tyranny and tell you what you can and can't say, can and can't do, who you can and can't worship, who you can and can't talk about. I mean, you've got the perfect example in 2022 right now of what you don't want to be. Let's not let it happen. There are already so many talks now in the news media. They're talking about all these states about this triple pandemic and everybody needs to get prepared for more lockdowns and more shots and more masking and all this stupid stuff. And I'm sitting there going, does anybody actually believe that we need to do this? And the answer is, sadly, yeah, there are. There's a lot of people that think you start doing that again, even though none of it worked before. The concept of being self-efficient 
and being self-sufficient and being responsible for yourself and your family is an ideology that they're trying to dissolve in the United States. What they have done over the last 20 to 30 years, at least in my lifetime that I've watched now, is they've tried to take the concept of being responsible, of being self-sufficient, of being provider, protector, taking care of your family, and they've tried to dissolve that concept to where everyone mindset is I have to be reliant on somebody else for something. I have to be reliant on the security guard at my front gate to protect me. I don't want to have to deal with that. I'm not going to carry a gun. Guns are bad. I'm going to let security guard protect me at the front gate. I'm not responsible for my health. That's my doctor's responsibility. If I have a problem, he gives me a drug to fix it. It's not my fault I'm 600 pounds and I eat 18 pizzas a day. That's not my fault. It's not my problem. It's my doctor's problem to fix me. It's not my fault my kids are turning out like this because I let them watch every manner of perversion on the internet every single day and the schools has indoctrinated them. That's not my problem. It's the school's problem that they haven't taught them what they need to teach them. That is the mindset that they've drilled into people's skulls now, and it's exactly what they did and amplified to an extent that we've never witnessed during COVID. When they told you it's not your responsibility to take care of yourself, the government knows what's best for you. It's the science, guys. Trust the science. Trust, trust, trust the plan. It's two weeks to flatten the curve. It's one month of lockdowns. It's two more months. It's wear your mask and then we can get out of this. It's another month and we're getting through it. Oh, the vaccines are here. Get your shot and you'll be protected. And it went on and on and on and on. And it was the ideology that they beat into the skulls of the American populace to make them think that they had no ability to take care of themselves, that vitamin C, D3, and zinc did not work, that ivermectin stacked with zinc was ineffective, that intravenous vitamin C didn't pull people out of hospitals that were basically unbelievably sick. None of that. Can't talk about it. Can't promote it. Can't research it. Can't do anything. It doesn't work. You do not know anything about how to take care of yourself. The all-powerful government can only do so. That is the mindset that the Chinese Communist Party has indoctrinated its own populace into. They're running the same playbook, guys. You can watch it. It's literally word for word verbatim. Why do you think they've done all this stuff now, like Dad just said, with thousands of people on these no-fly list? What did they do in China a couple of years ago when they wrote a social credit score? Oh, that's right. They put people on no train and no fly list because they said too much online and their social credit score dropped too low. They're just a few years behind the United States, and as far as the United States, just a few years behind China, and that's why it is so important that people just simply get to a point now where you don't care if people don't like what you say. If it's the truth, it's the truth. I've told you before. I have never promoted nor have I ever endorsed people coming out and being grossly offensive or insulting people or coming out and trying to make fun of people and make people belittle them in public. I've not been a promoter of that. But what I have been a promoter of is truth, is that if somebody says something to you that you know you're diametrically opposed to, you also have a right to say something back to them. The concept of you having to self-censor yourself in order to make other people not get upset is a concept that is completely, completely backwards from a constitutional republic. And the other day… Lana and I stopped by the Lazy Boy store as far as to look at a couch, and they've gotten insanely expensive. I'm not, not buying anything at all. I haven't, I haven't looked at that place in years, and it was funny because there was a lady in there that was like double masked, and she's walking around with another sales rep that's masked. And nobody else in the store is masked, and I've got the kids with us, and we're walking down the hall, and all of a sudden our sales rep goes, hold on a second, hold on a second, and we're like following her to this other couch. I stopped, and I was like, 
what are we holding on for? <laughs> and she goes, just, just give it a second. I said, give what a second? And the lady passed over and like the, with the double mask and like sulks at us and goes back in this other area where these other couches are. And she goes, all right, come over here real quick. And I said, what the heck? I felt like the rev said, what the heck are we doing? I said, I am confused right now. I said, what is going on? She goes, there is somebody in the store. I'm not going to name any names that shouldn't even be in the store right now. And she has made it a nightmare for anybody else to be in the store. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, I'm not going to point anybody out, but I think you already know. And I said, is it the moron over there with the double mask that's staring at me right now? And she goes, I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to point anybody out, but there's some people that become increasingly insanely hostile. If anybody gets near them in the store without a mask on. And I looked at her and just shook my head. And I said, I'm so over this clown show. And she goes, you and me both, sir. She said, but I don't want to deal with any more conflict in the store over that. And I'm like, what? I don't even want to be near her anyways. I said, I don't even want to see her in the store. I said, so let's look at something else over here. I said, quite frankly, that just insults my intelligence that you're going to go out in public and you expect every single other person to cater to you because you're so terrified and paralyzed in fear. You can't function in society as a normal human being. Sit at home and order stuff online as far as that's my opinion to you if that's how you want to live. But you cannot tell other people that they have to now cater to everything in your life because you're terrified. That concept just gets out of completely out of control. And this is what we're seeing now with what's happening with the carbon taxes and them trying to go come in and reduce the production of energy. Everything in the United States runs on energy right now. That's, and that's what they're getting ready to do. This is the next phase of it. That's why they're shutting everything down. They're trying to reduce everything in Europe and the United States. This wasn't Ukraine. This wasn't an accident. This wasn't an invasion of Putin. This is 100% strategized game plan to try to reduce energy functioning in the United States because every single facet of the economy depends on energy, and it does not function on the electric cars and electric vehicles. I drove an F-150 Lightning the other day. A buddy of mine bought one, one of the electric F-150s, and it was one of the most bizarre vehicles I ever drove. I've never driven one before, and it had decent amount of pep and get up, and it drove, you know, as far as it did power-wise. But it was very strange because I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, well, it's saying you got like 70% battery life. You're like 150 miles empty. He's like, yeah, well, it doesn't go super far range, especially if you're driving it kind of heavy. And I'm like looking at it, and I'm kind of going. Okay, I said, what, what is all this right here? And he goes, oh, that's the uh, autonomous feature. So you can drive it on the road and pretty much put it on autopilot, and you can take your hands off the steering wheel. I said, but no, what are these two things looking at me right here? What are these? He goes, oh, well, those are cameras. They watch you all the time while you're driving. So if you are distracted or you take your hands off the wheel for too long and you're not paying attention why it's in autopilot mode, it'll alert you and tell you to put your hands back on the steering wheel. And I looked at him. I said, really? Really? Really, bro? (laughs) Really? That's where we're going with this right now? Like that's not Big Brother or anything that your electric vehicle watches you drive everywhere? And then it came back to me exactly what I told you guys was the uh, the, the pilot program that they said was going to start rolling out from 2023 to 2025 with the Build Back Better plan is they're going to put cameras in every single newer vehicle as a pilot program so they can monitor you and see if you're distracted, if you're inebriated, if you're not paying attention. And of course, remember – This isn't going to be for your protection and your safety. This is all going to be about monitoring and controlling what you do. It's also going to go into the next phase of 
they're going to use it for insurance purposes. Insurance companies have has seen a serious problem in the United States over the last few years, especially with natural disasters, with deaths, with vehicle accidents. They're all on the uptick. They want to have another excuse now that they can tie back into your system and go, oh, listen, we have the situation right here. Right before the collision happened, we saw you pick up your phone. We're denying the entire claim. Both parties are basically no being, not being covered, and now you can be sued for however much money and insurance is dropping you now because you looked at your phone and you're being distracted. That's where they're going to go with this. That's what they're going to do with it, and I'm not advocating using your phone while you're driving. But guys, buying a vehicle that's got cameras facing you, blatantly telling you that, just either put tape over them, and if they don't function without that, don't buy the vehicle. I can tell you that right now. I will cease to buy a vehicle if they have cameras in them staring at me, showing me and looking at me to monitor what I do when I drive. Because I can promise you there is not one useful reason they are going to have a camera facing you while you're driving except to benefit themselves. It ain't going to be protect you. The only camera in a vehicle that is very protective of you if you want to use it, and it can also hurt you if you're driving reckless, is a dash cam looking out in front of you. I know a lot of guys that run those on the interstate that drive a lot, that do drive very safely, and they run them in the event that somebody cuts them off, if somebody drops something in front of them, that they have the ability to play that back and say, listen, this guy cut me off, this guy had a ladder fall off his car, this is what the camera playback is. But you start buying vehicles with cameras that monitor you and watch you the entire time you drive, 100% guarantee they are not there for your protection or your safety. They are there to monitor and use against you whenever they see fit and build an algorithm on you. What do you think, Deb? Well, what, what I would do, and I do this all the time in hotel rooms, you know, with lights and, you know, everything else they have in those hotel rooms, you can't turn off at night. I just get some, I have some black tape in my suitcase, and I just black tape them. I black tape lights. I black tape the lights on the TV. I black tape the lights on the smoke detector. I black tape everything. And I'm not telling you to do that, but that's what I do. You guys can do your own thing, but I don't like lights strobing on me all night. And I would do the same thing if I had a camera in a truck or a car and that's the only thing I could buy, I would just put black tape over the camera and stop it and then make it not work. And if it won't, now, of course, nowadays they'll probably say, well, the camera's not functional. You have a red light, light your dash is going to light up. You'd always put a small mirror in front of it to let it look back and look at it watch itself. <laughs> you could do that too. But the, 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 the thing about it is Austin's right. It's just completely, totally invasive, you know, just security state that's been developed. I mean, there's more cameras now in the United States than any other country in the world. And it's probably that's because of the size of the United States, I'm sure. But the reality is, is that, you know, why does everybody have to watch everybody all the time? You know, there's facial recognition cameras all the way up and down Interstate 4 now between Tampa all the way up to Daytona Beach. I mean, big towers with facial recognition cameras everywhere. That's one of the reasons they don't like you tinting your windows in your car. Imagine that because they can't see who's in there. That's one of the reasons that you get all kinds of unbelievably hefty fines and tickets if you tin a windshield. Now, I'm not recommending the avocation or whatever of tinting a windshield. To me, that's going to be just a giant liability nightmare for you if you get into an accident because you didn't see something or somebody runs out in front of you. But the reality is they have all kinds of laws against that stuff now because they don't want you to be able to protect yourself against the invasion of these cameras. Oh, let me add one thing on that, Dad, real quick. Let me step in with this. I did speak to an attorney who has a medical exemption now for window tint on his vehicles in the state of Florida. If you have an issue with skin cancer, if you've had basically any type of issues, you've had burn off on your skin, if you have uh, eyesight issues as far as when it comes to sensitivity to light, there's a host of different health issues that can cause problems with that. You can actually go to a doctor and get a prescription and get a full exemption on windshield and side tint to any degree 
of darkness and be completely exempt from any law enforcement tickets from that. I spoke to an attorney who actually has done that now, and it's totally legal. Again, it's if you actually have a real issue, you can't just go run around doing it. But there is a host of different things you can get an exemption for on that in the event that you need it in the state of Florida. Just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Okay. Well, I, I got to throw one thing out there, too. I, I don't do that. Okay. And here's why. You know, when it's raining at night or it's dark at night or, or, or you're on a really dark road somewhere, it's really hard to see out that front windshield for me, especially, you know, nowadays, you know, now that I'm, you know, not 20 years old anymore. So, so I don't do that. And I just, to me, it's not worth the risk of running into somebody. But that's my opinion. That's how I feel. But if you do have a medical need for that, that's up to you. But I just want to let you know that I'm giving you guys a disclaimer that I don't recommend that you do that uh, unless you have a doctor's prescription as a medical necessity. Just thought I'd mention that because I have to be very careful on what I say on the show. I don't want somebody going out and tinning their car up and getting into an accident saying they told us to do this on the Ted Nostrum Brower show. No, we are not telling you to do that. We're telling you not to do that. By the way, Apple's now threatening to ban Twitter from the App Store, and they won't say why, according to Jordan and Musk, having seen waves of extreme overreactions to Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter and demands for all sorts of censorship being reinstated, we have seen an armada of virtue signaling among advertisers pulling their spending from the free speech platform. Following demands from numerous former blue checks for the deplatforming of such a dangerous app as Twitter has surely become. As in a New York op-ed, a former head of trust and safety at Twitter, Yoel Roth, no comment, wrote Twitter under Musk's leadership is at risk of being removed from Apple and Google's app stores if they fail to follow guidelines. Failure to adhere to Apple and Google's guidelines would be catastrophic, risking Twitter's expulsion from their app store and making it more difficult for billions of potential users to get Twitter services. This gives Apple and Google enormous power to shape the decisions Twitter makes, Roth said. He explained, as I did part of the company, the calls for the app review teams had already begun. Who owns Google and who owns Apple and all these different companies? That would be State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. Just thought I'd mention that again to you as far as their censorship of what they want to do and what they don't want to do here in the United States. Uh, By the way, I want to cover one more thing since we were talking about this today. I want to talk about this camera situation that we have in the United States and how many people are actually being watched right now in the United States. And it's it's important. There's more security cameras per capita in the U.S. than in China and Silicon Valley. And, you know, Americans today seem to be mostly oblivious and unconcerned that they're being watched instead, basically listened to and recorded every day by the big tech globalists. Now, a lot of people say this. I don't care if they listen to me. I don't care if they monitor me because I'm not doing anything wrong. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that, you know, do you really want somebody watching everything you do and everything you say, everything you do and everything you say all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year? And remember when these people are brought before Congress and they're asked questions about what did you say was such and such or what did you say was so and so? And the person says, I don't remember. Or the person says, I didn't say that because I didn't remember saying that. Suddenly now you've committed perjury. Just thought I'd mention that to you. You've now perjured yourself. If you remember, this happened with Roger Stone. And he tried to answer these questions. He went before Congress. He didn't plead the fifth like Donald Trump did and Roger Stone did the second time. Ended himself getting himself indicted and, and he was going to be going to prison. So be really, really careful what you wish for. There are a lot of people out there that are going to monitor you just to see what you're saying. Be very careful what you put on social media. It's really, really, really important that you don't allow yourself to be <laughs> – Put stuff in writing like that. It's really, really important. Just just avoid that kind of stuff. You know, if you got to pick up a telephone, do that. 
It's more difficult when they have to monitor the telephones. It's not very difficult when they have to monitor what you're texting the people because that's very easy to secure and maintain in a database. When you have to deal with audio recordings, it makes it a lot more complicated. they got to really want to know what you're doing for the audio recording. So they probably all saved. They have to really go through a lot of file, a lot of data, a lot of computer systems that have to go in and basically sort through all of that stuff. You say, well, that's not possible. Yes, it is possible. The NSA and their computer monitoring systems you know, out, in, out west are huge. They cover acres and acres and acres of land, and they want to monitor every single thing. They're, and they're, they're doing it under the guise of terrorism, terrorism watch list. We're going to talk about different keywords that are being used on an ongoing basis by people that are on a, quote, terrorist watch list, and we're going to monitor everything they say and record everything they do. You got to be real careful, guys, on what you say. You know, on, when you when you when you basically are texting people, and, and you know, and people you know, here's the here's the peak inside the U.S. FBI's unprecedented January the sixth geofence that drag that they call it. Google provided investigators with location data for more than five thousand devices as part of the federal investigation into the attack on the U.S. Capitol. The FBI's biggest ever investigation included the biggest ever haul of phones from controversial geofence warrants court records show. A filing in the case of one of the January 6th suspects, David Ryan, shows that the Google initially identified 5,723 devices as being in or near the U.S. Capitol during the riot. Only about 900 people have been so far charged with offenses leading to the siege. The filing suggested dozens of phones that were in airplane mode during the riot or otherwise out of cell service were caught up in the trawl. In other words, even if they were on airplane mode, even if they were basically there, you know, out of cell service, they were still caught up. Nor could the users erase their digital trails later. In fact, 37 people who attempted to delete their location data following attacks were singled out by the FBI for greater security. Geofence search, geofence search warrants are intended to locate anyone in a given area using digital service because Google's location history system is both powerful and widely used. The country is served about 10,000 geofence defense warrants in the U.S. each year. I'm going to repeat that. The company is served about 10,000 geofence warrants in the U.S. each year. Location history leverages GPS, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth signals to pinpoint a phone within a few yards. I highly suggest if you're going to be going out and protesting or doing what you're going to do, leave your phone at home. Just leave it at home. Just don't even take it or put it or wrap it up in tinfoil. Believe it or not, that actually works. I just thought I'd mention that. Wrap it up in tinfoil or leave it in the car. Turn it off and wrap it in tinfoil anyhow. Or get one of those bags that you can get that stops the signal from getting out. But just don't take your phones with you. Uh, they're basically slave trackers. I had a friend of mine, John, he used to always tell me the phones are just simple slave trackers. And, and it's true. They're peasant trackers. They, 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 the phones were supposed to be something that were going to be really convenient for us. We never knew they were going to turn into this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to schlep a 35-millimeter camera with me in different places that I went to on vacation around the world. And I started to realize very quickly this thing weighs like three or four pounds. This thing's heavy. It's bulky. People like to steal the 35-millimeter cameras. Then they went to the digital 35-millimeter cameras, and people still like to steal those too, and they're still heavy and clunky. And now you got these iPhones that can take you know, 10, 20, 30-megapixel pictures you know, or whatever, and, you, and it's light. It fits in your pocket, and you get these great photographs that you can have printed later that are amazing. It's super convenient. I'm not gonna, or you can text somebody, or you can be on vacation or anywhere, and you can take a picture and send it to somebody, and you don't have to worry about faxing it or next day airing it. They have it instantaneously. They're great. They're absolutely wonderful to use. They really are. But they also have a hidden side of this tracking capability they have and watching you on the cameras. That's why you should always cover your cameras on your phones. They monitor your facial expressions. 
iPhone, my iPhone got another update last night, another update. And now they're saying I had to deny it because they said, we want to go and share all your data and analyticals with all these different people, blah, blah, blah. Yes, would you like to do this? It'll really help us give you better service. My response was, no, I can do any of that. So don't allow them and don't give them permission on these apps. It's very important. It's, it's absolutely critical, you know, how they're doing this. Now, also, also we got to realize you know, the technology that's being used in China to confine people to quarantine camp, it, camps, it also exists here in the USA. According to a fact from Silicon Valley, the whistleblowers, there are more security cameras per capita here in the U.S. right now than there are in China. This is most certainly an important issue that everybody needs to be educated about. Now, they could be including the cameras on all of the iPhones, too, with this. They could be. I don't know. I'm not sure how they're, how they're documenting that. This is most certainly an important issue that everybody needs to be educated about. So, again, I highly recommend to you spend time to watch the recent interview of Silicon Valley whistleblower Amin Japi, who recently was interviewed by Marah Z, and watch and listen to what he says. I'm going to post this on the, uh, on the, on the website. And, you know, and when you understand that this thing, this biotech for these biotech firms that do this, that basically allow this intrusion into your life uh, are pretty much you know, absolute. And they can do anything they want to do as far as pulling up data on you anytime they want. Remember that one movie uh, – um, don't look up. It was that really weird thing that Netflix put out this past year. It was watch worth watching, but the language was pretty bad. It, it had a horrible ending to it. It was a weird movie, all right. But it had some pretty good acting, and it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And the guy says to this this tech guy, this tech giant, this this super big high billionaire, one of the richest men in the world. He starts talking to him. He says, "I disagree with what you're doing. You're trying to stop this asteroid by putting these these robots on there, and there's no guarantee you're going to have simultaneous explosions. And all these scientists have said it can't be done. It can't work. It won't happen. You've basically fired all of them." And he looked at him. And he goes, "Do you think I care what you think about? Do you think I care what you say?" The tech guy goes to you know to Leonardo DiCaprio. He goes, "I'm, I'm paraphrasing this," and he goes. I know everything about you. I've got you know forty thousand data points on you. I know when you're going to die. I know you're going to die alone. I know everything about you. I know you got polyps in your colon. He just listen to all the stuff he already knew, that he had already done and seen from the tracking nodes that were on him and the abilities they had to monitor his medical records, et cetera, et cetera. This is the technology that is currently available right now. This isn't something that was Hollywood is making up. They have the ability to do this. That's why you got to be really, really careful when you're online, and you got to be really, really careful when you're talking to people of what you're going to say and how you're going to talk. It, it's I can't tell you how important that is. By the way, the uh, Nord Stream pipelines are all being shut down. Uh, all these coming out of Russia and Europe and England, everywhere else. Uh, Gazprom is going to North Mothball the Nord Stream pipelines. All four strings will now be decompressed and the machinery preserved. The pumping station, the news outlet has reported. Russian energy major Gazprom is planning to shutter the Nord Stream gas pipelines, all of them, and compressor stations. They reported this on Monday, citing company sources. In September, both strings of Nord Stream 1 and one string of Nord Stream 2 pipeline were damaged by explosions and are currently inoperable. According to report, gas pumping equipment will not be removed from the from the compressor stations and will remain on site this will help to relaunch flows at a short notice once the pipelines are restored analyst sergi Kondrati at the Institute of Energy and Finance told the news outlet that the decision has merit and it is now difficult to assess the timing of the repairs. Also, the transfer of equipment to other compressor stations is not viable since Portier uses unique equipment. According to the expert, the work may take from three to five months and cost up to three billion rubles, about $50 million. It is also unclear whether Gazprom will restore the pipelines at all. Machinery at the compressor station was out of service long before the explosions due to a lack of proper maintenance amid winter sanctions on Western sanctions on Russia. There is no answer to the question of how and why to restore the strings of these pipelines. 
Gaspron said. Russia condemned the explosions that damaged the pipelines as active international terrorism. I agree with Russia. The Russian defense ministry said last month it suspects the British Navy to be involved, but London has denied the accusation. Also, their own probes, Sweden and Denmark, both reported that the fractures in the pipelines were caused by explosions, but not have made suggestions who might be responsible. Remember, Biden said almost a year ago now that they could close those pipelines. They were not going to be opened. Biden said this. This is work. We actually posted these articles for you guys to listen to. And so does that mean Biden did it? Well, it sure kind of points that way, doesn't it? But, you know, I guess we can't really prove it because all underwater, underwater demolition was being used. So this whole thing is so weird when you start looking at these guys and how they're involved in all this. It's just very, very strange. But I'll tell you what's not weird is the fact that God loves you with all of his heart. You're supposed to love him with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. And we're supposed to be in communion with him every single day of the year and that we've been bought at a price through Jesus Christ and that we have a blood covenant to the most high God through Jesus and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Those are the things that are really, really important, aren't they? Aren't they the important things that we can do all things through Christ, that this is the day the Lord hath made and we will rejoice, we'll be glad in it. Guys, these globalists have no hold over you. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? You are a child of the Most High God if you've accepted Jesus. And it's important to understand that every single day of your life. I love you guys. I appreciate you too. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. And one thing about it is too is that's why it's so continually important to encourage one another, especially people that you know that are trying to get through things, that are trying to drive through things, that are trying to get better and stronger, always try to check on people wherever you can. You know, text somebody up, say, hey, bud, hope you're doing good, thinking about you. Just, you get a check in your heart. You feel that sometimes. I've had that happen to me numerous times. I'll be doing something just random. I'm answering emails. All of a sudden, just somebody pops in my head. I wonder how so-and-so's doing. I haven't talked to him in three or four weeks. You shoot him a text. One nice benefit of this insanely invasive technology we have now is that you can send stuff to people very, very quickly. You can pick up the phone and text somebody, you know, matter of seconds and they have it and you put your phone back down and go back to what you're doing you know you don't have to get you know stuck in a protracted conversation so to speak because i mean i know that can happen too you got a phone call somebody for 30 or 40 minutes you don't get anything done you're like i can't do this all day but technology use it as a tool not a crutch but dad's exactly right the concept of what we've allowed these phones to be now is vast further than what we ever expected you know i think i got my first cell phone when i was 16 and that would have been in the mid-2000s and uh, early 2000s, when I did, those phones back then, they were, I mean, we, we joke about now, called potato phones. They're just these, you know, big brick phones, and, you know, half time they weren't even, like, they had a slider back then. And, you know, the photos on them were nothing. There was no legitimate camera on them. Trying to text, you know, and you got to push the button two, three times. Oh, I missed it. Oh, I got to go back again, delete that. Click, click, click. Oh, okay, got it. And uh, that's what they were back then. And they were very convenient for what they were. They're way past that now. And, um, there's a movie that came out a while back ago that was put out. It's called The Terminal List, and he blatantly – he's uh, Navy SEAL in it, and he blatantly says – he's talking to this girl. He goes, dude, these phones are really, really good trackers that just happen to make phone calls, and he has her put in one of those big bags that basically you seal up. He said it doesn't matter if you put it – he goes, put it on airplane mode and put it in the bag right now. He goes, anytime you open that bag and turn this phone on, they're immediately going to have your location. It will track you everywhere. They're really, really, really effective trackers that happen to make phone calls. It's what he says verbatim in it, and he's 100% accurate. So just know about that, what you're doing or where you're going or who you're around or where you're talking to, and always understand that. So, again, 
Thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there. Thank you for spreading the truth and spreading the news. There's going to be a bunch of articles on the website today you can check out, get updated on everything every single day. If you need anything, check out the website at healthmasters.com. Got to have more specials coming up in December this month. Always try to keep things moving, keep different options going, and try to take care of everyone the best we can. The Cortisol Buster is also on sale right now on the front page at the top of the list. That will be on for the next couple of days for the rest of the month. And also, again, I told you earlier, be sure to check out the product of the week because in order to – get the truth out there in order to help other people in order to bring others to christ in order to stay strong you've got to have a good body and mind together you know you can have pretty alert mind but if your body's not feeling real good well, that doesn't work you so you got to do the best you can to take care of yourself and if you can exercise and you have the ability to physically do so i always recommend it. even if it's just getting out and going for a walk you know when i was up in the mountains for at last week, you know, I didn't have, there's really no gym up there to really hit. And pretty much every single morning, I take the kids up on the walk to the mountains, about 30 minutes, first thing in the morning. It was, it was like 20 degrees outside. But it was just consistent cardio, getting out there. And granted, it was fantastic to actually go out there and be with the kids and just have that peace and not have 5G towers everywhere. And it was really, really cool. No service and just disappear for a while. But it's so important you continue to exercise the best you can to stay active, to stay mobile, stay alert. That way, if the time ever comes, if and when the time ever comes for you to have to handle a situation, whatever that situation may be, you're going to be able to handle it to the best of your ability because you've trained and you've exercised and you're in shape for what you need to do. So again, I encourage you guys, have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay strong. Continue to get the truth out there. Continue to stand on your convictions. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always, my friends. I appreciate you.